Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today on the show we've got Father Blissmas, Christopher Bliss. Uh, it's a very good episode, quite a relaxed one, hope you enjoy it. Uh, and we talk a lot about social media, how it's impacting our lives. Uh, we talk about his work, his illustration work, and he shares an amazing story with From the Jewels, uh, meeting from the Jewels and doing a poster for them, getting it signed. So it's an awesome story, so definitely listen to that when, it's, uh, when you get to it. And yeah it's a good podcast hope you enjoy it oh and don't forget to share it on social media if you like this episode uh, we've got a new sort of branding for the Creative Waffle podcast I hope you're liking that also leaving a review on iTunes would really help out the podcast and any help there is also much appreciated and really does help us grow finally before we get into the show we've got a link down in the description which is for design cuts you can get loads of great graphic design resources from mock-ups add-ons uh, Procreate stuff you've got uh, templates you've got uh, photos stock photos uh, loads of cool stuff over there at design cuts remember Tom Ross a friend of the show and just a good friend of mine now uh, go and check that out there's a link in the description by purchasing through that link you'll be helping out this podcast and you'll be getting some great stuff so check it out I hope you enjoyed the show let's go on with it right we're on welcome to the podcast thank you very much for having me man it's a pleasure to be here awesome awesome uh can we find out who you are uh how you well where you started growing up and what you were like as a child and then we'll talk about how you found design and illustration yeah sweet man yeah cool um so my name is chris well christopher bliss but everyone just calls me chris i don't know how my parents would see that come in (laughs) being like a ginger kid with glasses at school that was a bit tasty uh, (laughs) yeah man i grew up um in nottinghamshire well in derbyshire a little town called castle Donington first then i moved uh over a little bit into nottinghamshire where um where i've gravitated back to now again where i'm at now um what was i like as a kid uh, quite quiet i think used to draw all over everything that was kind of like my hobby like that and playing football yeah so um yeah man like quite a reserved guy i guess well at least used to be um yeah that's about nice we're yeah. always creative we're always drawing we're always always doing art yeah like at first i, I wanted to be a cartoonist uh when i was a when I was a real small kid, um, you know, absolutely upset from a small age. I think I was in year three or four. And um, at the little village school that I was at, you like your whole year was your class. Like there were, you didn't go somewhere else for maths or science or anything. You spent the whole day with just one teacher, like for the whole year. That was it. Yeah, yeah. My year three teacher, Mrs. Dennis, uh, had like a little library corner in the um, classroom. And she had a couple of Calvin Hobbes books by Bill Watson, who is an absolute genius uh, so I got like, hooked on those and then um, from that it was like 2000 AD and sci-fi stuff and it, you know always been into like comic books and graphic novels since then but that was instantly like oh man like you know that that and trying to make my classmates laugh were the only two things I really cared about at school <laughs> like awful at maths awful at science um, just want to draw on stuff really um, it wasn't really until I understood like the mechanics of being a cartoonist how much goddamn work it is like I I'm not work shy but at all, but like I'm far too, what's the word? I don't want to say perfectionist, but I can't let something go until I know it's like as good as I can make it. And like, you're not afforded that luxury of time, like in that kind of industry, I don't think you have to produce to a high standard, like consistently. So, so yeah, like um, in terms of like finding design and becoming a designer, um, it's a bit of a weird one, really. I'm probably one of the last bunch of people in an age group that I am. That, uh, you know, when I was growing up, there was no YouTube, like, of, I, we had, like, a computer in our house that had, like, a 333 uh, megabyte hard drive, man. Wow. It was, like, an absolute piece of junk. Wow. <laughs> time, it was amazing. It cost, like, a grand. It was absolutely obscene. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the internet wasn't really a big thing. Like, I didn't even know what graphic design was. Mm. Doing graphic design at school meant that um, in, like, technology uh, classes, 
that was basically like designing finger puppets and stuff and, and learning like technical drawing. Like it wasn't like branding. It wasn't like make a flyer. It was like, it didn't even go near a computer. You actually like had like a drawing table and shit. It was crazy. And I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to draw whatever I wanted to draw all the time, you know? Um, so, and everyone always tells you as a child or like, as you're growing up, you might be good at art, but like, yeah, there's no money in that. No one's yeah. going to pay you want to draw all day. You've got to draw whatever anybody else wants or like do something else. So yeah. like, so yeah, man, like I think when I was at school, I thought I'd be like a barber or a hairdresser or something for a while, which like, is a ridiculous idea. Like I'd be terrible at that. I don't know why I, I gravitated towards that. I guess it was kind of a bit of a creative thing. Yeah. Um, if you put your mind to it though, if you put it your mind to anything, you can do it and you have enough time for it. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, I would say always, always trying to be creative in some way, but never really understanding like how I could turn that into a career until uh, later in life, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So when was that point then? When was that point where you, we realised you, you're going to do design, you're going to do illustration? Um, well, I left school in, I think it was like 2002, I left school. Uh, I went to college. Well, I just kind of like digged around a bit too much. I think I took like art photography psychology and media were my four as levels i did media yeah um i know yeah, i loved media i hated my media teacher but i loved well, one of them i like she, she didn't like me very much because i used to skip lessons quite a bit uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, to be fair it was my fault like you know it wasn't her her problem but like yeah um and in that in in like learning about media at college kind of like there's a bit of like design element there like we're learning about uh, genres of film yeah certain things that trigger certain emotions and um you know like certain action movies you have certain tropes that you would have to follow and things like that and um and stuff so yeah like really enjoyed that but kind of like didn't do very well in my first year of college so i moved to a different college um didn't really do very well there either but that's where i found that's where i did as graphic design and an mvq art and design hmm. and and that's when i started getting into graphic design started using a mac this big old like g3 and g4 tower mac things yeah, the, the, the uh, sort of silver yeah. uh, ones with holes yeah. in it. And obviously going back to that terrible piece of junk that like um, I had at the family home, <laughs> that was all Windows-based. Up until that point, I'd only really used Windows computers. Um, and, you know, getting to a, using a computer that's only got one click button, I was just like, what the, <laughs> like, what even is this, man? Like, how you, and then like, you know, just closing Windows is on the opposite side. So mm -hmm. I went through that phase where you think that like it, making something nice was putting like 16 adjustment filters on something <laughs> i get a photo <laughs> making album covers and your teacher be like no that's not very good man like, that's this is not it <laughs> but really did they, did they teach you like like the, the fundamentals of design at college like did they teach you the basics of like, like hierarchy and, and layouts and um not really like it, no. was quite, it was quite expressive you were kind of left to do what you wanted with your projects right um, which, like, when I look back, like, yeah, I didn't really give, like, education as much of uh, my effort as I feel like I should have done. I feel like I, I feel like if I went to uni now to do design, then, like, I could, I could crush a degree, you know? But yeah. um, that's also because I've been working as a professional designer for a while, so you should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. But back then, like, yeah, I, I found it hard to, um, I found it hard to engage with the stuff that they wanted us to do. Like, after I left there, I left there again after one year with, like, an AS level and, like, half an MPQ. Mm. And uh, it was then that one of my friends was already working as a graphic designer at a motorcycle respray place. So he was like, oh, I need help here. I'm the only designer, like, come in for an interview. 
So I did and um, got the job there. And that was, it was then that I started to really learn about like graphic design. And that was kind of alongside um, doing a lot of uh, graffiti. <laughs> to be, so you yeah. do stuff about like, co like colors and composition and like uh, letter forms and stuff. And you start asking yourself questions of like, why you do something and then like, why don't you like a certain letter? Like, how's that balanced against something else? And you know, you're trying to make something, move someone's eye from here to here, like, you know, following along and things. So, um, so yeah, I kind of like, I wish there was more education like there is now uh, when I was younger, but at the same time, I mean, everyone surely wishes things were a bit better when they're younger and whatever in that respect. It's always, it's got a progress, hasn't it? So it's good that it is the way it is now. Because you know. it's that hindsight, isn't it? You always look back and, and you, you can see improvements. Because I look back and I think, I think definitely they, could, they, they should teach people more the fundamentals of design. I don't think it's yeah. more like, you know, here, here we go, right, we're going to start doing a, a can, one of the projects we did was a canteen project. So we had to tie in a paper cup. Um, I've got them here, actually. I've, <laughs> I've got the ones I, I did at College. Um, very basic, like just, just one with uh, waves on it, which is really yeah. shit. Uh, and then we've got some um oh, who's the graphic designer neville Brody in spiral oh, yes, yes. sort of cups nice and we've got some uh sort of hand drawn ones as well so obviously so I, that was a, like a, a scanned in photo mm. that's dope man like a project like that's really cool because you you you, you know you're having to design an object or a print inside an object that someone's going to hold every day like yeah i mean that it to be seen but you don't necessarily need to have the most overpowering object in the room you know like you just trying to make a nice cup like and you're, you're understanding the basics of things when you're doing that and stuff like that's, yeah. that's the thing that they, they tried to get us to experiment with different things like hand drawn and, and you know different materials and that but it was never they never told us you know about hierarchy they never told us about not that i know of they never told maybe maybe i just i, I don't know but yeah they never really told us about why certain things should be bigger or or layouts yeah. or, or what what played like how to balance stuff left and right and never really told oh, us the fundamentals yeah. Yeah, man, I feel like that was lacking in, in my education for sure. I mean, for the lessons that I showed up in in my first college anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that kind of stuff I've always felt like, because I dipped like, out of education and went into uh, working professionally, I was like, oh, I've got kind of need like, to up my game here because mm. you know, there are people wandering around with degrees. Like I was 18 at the time, 17, uh, 18, when I got my first yeah. design job. And you know, back then, this is like no Instagram or anything either. So... Because, so how did you get your job then? <laughs> well, yeah, so this was, it was kind of like from my friend already working there. And so I went down for an interview and um, the guy was like, right, like, you know, Lee says you're a good designer. Like, you know, basically we need to work with uh, vector shapes and stuff. So basically what our job would be was to help in the uh, design and mock-up of like paint schemes for bikes and also all the production of uh, vinyl graphics that got stuck on motorcycles before they got lacquered in. Mm. And like, I, man, I, I loved it because like you could basically print your own stickers all day. Like it was amazing. And they worked in a kind of way like a screen printer. So you'd build things out as like vectors. And as it went through this machine, you'd like lay one color down and then it'd rewind and then you'd put a different color in. And then like, so you could build up loads of colors and stuff like that. It was really cool. And um, so whilst we were there, we like helped produce graphics for the British Superbike and MotoGP team, uh, which was the Rizla Suzuki team. So that was really cool. Like I didn't get to design the actual paintwork design or anything, but their designers did come in and I was like making graphics and stuff for them and stuff. So that was like really cool, man. Like seeing these people who were like, you know, work for agencies and stuff. Yeah. So I learned a lot there. Um, and like how to construct like vectors properly. 
kind of um, taught me a lot about design as well. Like, you know, making like curves proper, like, so, you, you know, like a circle should only have four like anchor points, not like 73 around some jaggedy little thing. And then like, it really honed your eye. So you would see something out in the wild and instantly then I was thinking like, oh man, that's awful. Like who's made that? Like that shouldn't be that way. And, and so it was through then really, I started to get like borderline obsessive about it. And, um, you know, it, it, I think that's also why I kind of gravitate towards like, and this is no discredit to these uh, two gentlemen either, because I got a lot of love for the work they do creatively and like constructively. But, like John Contino and like Aaron Draplin are real like workman designers. Like they approach graphic design like a job. Um, you know, they put like, like they work like wild hard. And mm. for me, that's kind of what graphic design was when I started doing it. Like there was no like Instagram. There was no like rock star designers about for me to like idolize and think, oh man, I could get like ten thousand followers. And that's like, the problem with it. About that, it was about. So, like, you know, I can only really do this. This is all I know how to do. So I'm yeah. going to try and get really good at it because I love doing it. So, so yeah. I guess that's the problem with it these days. It's just all sort of, it's all based on numbers. Everyone just associates you with a number. Yeah, man, for sure. It is. It's strange. Like just recently, I'm kind of having to like reassure myself that like social media isn't real life, you know, like it's um, a great tool, man. And like, I mean, I found yourself through there, like uh, the designers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Tom Lud, by the way. And, um, you know, stuff like that is great. It's all an awesome tool. Um, but yeah, man, you can get a bit wrapped up on, on in it. It's a bit like damaging. Like you start looking at things and you look at your engagement and you start adjusting the work you make and you start planning things and be like, right, I need to build up these numbers. I put this post out and no one liked it. I need to change my style now. And it's like, oh no, fuck all of that. Like you should do what you want to do and just like hammer it and get good at it. And like, who cares what the internet thinks, man? Like all the clients and all that stuff, that'll all work out. Like just, you know don't follow don't don't pay too much attention to that stuff it's not good for you like so is that something you've done is that something you, you've you've been quite hard on yourself about like a past like year or so i was like i need to get over a thousand followers on instagram like you know i'm 32 i'm a 30 year old man and i'm trying to like chase instagram <laughs> followers i was like what am i doing like this is, this is insane <laughs> so yeah i've just kind of stepped back a little bit and been like you know like by all means like i do like uh, a lot of stuff it isn't like glamorous work. Like, um, you know, I work for a marketing company and like I enjoy my job thoroughly, you know, learn a lot of stuff all the time. But, you know, it's making like web banners, like email graphics and stuff mm. for brands that are like for bodybuilding or something. And that's not really particularly my interest. Yeah. Um, so it's not stuff I'm going to post on social media. Some of it's quite corporate and whatever. Um, so, you know, so then I'd be like coming home and thinking, right, I need to bang a portrait out of a rapper. I need to bang out like some logo-y type stuff because like I only post portraits and people don't think I do design. So they need to know that I can do that too. And I don't know, man, you kind of got to let go of it. Like, otherwise you twist yourself up. It's like, it's not good for your mental health. So yeah, it's a great tool for sure. Um, but at the same time, like, oh man, you've got to make it work for you. Don't like work for it, you know? That's a really, really good point. Yeah. I see so many people and people I know quite well and close to working. And I've done it as well, like you know, working working for, for Instagram and, and trying to get your, your likes up and, and wondering yeah. how, what the algorithm is and, and wondering how, how what's the best hashtag to use. Yeah. I, was like, I, I've got, I think I got to a point where I'm trying to get to a point uh, where I'm not too bothered about other people's work. I mean, I say, I see it, I say that's cool. I, I appreciate what they're doing, but I'm not comparing myself to them. And I was saying to this, um, the last podcast I recorded that, you know, I'm really, I, I was comparing myself to people like the future just because it's, which is, 
which is men. I know exactly. It's mental because it because they're ten years. They're they're, they're like they're like a, a full a fully grown free a free a fully grown agency, mm. millions and millions of pounds and dollars, and there's so much more experience. But I was putting that pressure on myself because of because of we're both on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to be like yeah I want to be like them I want to be as good as them. Mm. I think that's I I grew to a play I grew to a place where I was like oh, fuck Christo I don't want to, don't like him at all. Uh, I was being <laughs> yeah. so jealous of him. I, I'm, I, I want to get his energy out of me so I can actually uh, start to appreciate him and and I, I, wanna, I have messaged him a couple of times saying thank you for um, all the work he puts out into the community because yeah. it's it's incredible actually what he does and he's he's just yeah. going to check him out. He's, he's great not just at like design but he's also great at marketing like mm-hmm. he really like he understands like how to portray himself and um, you know not only is he like doing a lot of things for designers but he has set up in such a way that. Now, like, I don't think I could name you a project of theirs, but in my eyes, they are like an incredible agency. Like, I don't even know what they've done, but like, because they like, they've set themselves as like experts in the field by doing what they're doing. So immediately, I'm like, oh well, if Chris Doe's done it, it's, it's probably fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, like he he could be any kind of designer. He might do stuff that I don't like. Um, but the way that he's um, made social media work for him is very very impressive. That's it. I I just yeah. But the the fact that young people just compare themselves to people, I use an analogy quite a lot where it's like a ladder, and I'm on the bottom peg, and then people are up the top like Christo, and, yeah. and it's like, how how are you compare? Why are you comparing yourself? This is I'm I'm saying it so much on the podcast because it's like a constant reminder to myself. Yeah, um, it's, it's like why are you comparing yourself to people like that? That's, that's such a silly thing to do, and so bad for you for yourself and your mental health. Mm, um, for sure, man. For sure, it's, it's it's crazy. I don't know why people do it. I don't know why I do it. And I think social media's got a big part to play in that, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like, I'm still even. I'm saying all these things about social media and like preaching this. Oh yeah, man, make it work for you. But still, like, I'm like half an hour later. I'm like, check my phone. I'm like, oh shit, refresh. Oh really? Okay, I'll do that a minute. And then like one minute later, I'm back and I'm like, oh, put your phone down, dude. What are you doing? Like, you're just wasting my life staring at a little screen instead of like making work, which is what I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, it just sucks us in though. It's just it's yeah, just so frustrating. Yeah. How so addictive, and then and they make them more addictive. So, <sighs> fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> nice they yeah. know what they're doing, like a hundred and ten percent. Hello, cat. <laughs> appearance by a cat. Um, yeah, they hundred percent know what they're doing in terms of like the psychology of things like that. I feel like you know, yeah. um, it's designed it's designed to be addictive. Um, it's a great tool, man. Like, you know, in, f- in terms of like communication, if you'd have told me when I was a kid on my busted <laughs> family computer that I'd one day have like a phone which would run laps around that computer and I could like, you know, video call like 32 people at the same time through FaceTime or something through it. And like, talking to you right now through the front of a MacBook Air, it's like this thin or whatever. I'd be like, nah, bro, that's like some Jetsons shit. That's not <laughs> but like, you know, it's happening. It's like, the, you know, the gift of technology, but it's also, yeah. You know, don't lose yourself along the way. Like I feel, I feel like I'm very prone to do. I'm very good at procrastinating. <laughs> no, everyone is. Everyone is. Um, something you got to battle. I think it's it's almost yeah. It's it's like that that constant battle against technology, but working with it in a, in a way that you see. I think it's how you, it's how you use it. I think that's what it's you've got to use it in a good way. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I don't know how. Yeah, well, where did that come from? Um, so. Your, where did you, where was your first job? What was? Um, so it was uh, the company was called Dream Machine Super Paint. Right. And, um, they were quite a big, 
quite a big company in the eighties. I think they were like the go-to place to have your paintwork done. They used to do um, like paintwork for tons of different race teams, uh, like Honda, like British Superbike, MotoGP yeah. stuff, and whatever. So it was, it was a cool place, man. You know, um, you'd have your run-of-the-mill stuff where we'd do uh, race replica motorcycles. So you know, you'd see um, someone, a customer, would ask to have their paint. Um, work like some riders bike and you know we might not have those graphics so then it was figuring out where exactly should that graphic go finding the vector if you can't find the vector find like a horrible jpeg somewhere on the internet that's like this big and then like blow it up and make sure it's as correct as it can humanly be and then you know match that up to the bike um you know some really skilled and talented people work there man like um guys have been like you know working in automotive paint and stuff for you know, since they left school and they're like in their fifties now, like like legit, like craftsmen. Great place to work. And um, yeah, had a blast working there. It's a real like factory kind of environment and mentality. So a lot of uh, workplace banter, a lot of like really good characters and stuff. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. And, you know, being able to stay after hours and print your own stickers, which I'm not sure if I was allowed to do, but I did anyway. Um, yeah, that was amazing, which I love doing. Even to this day, um, I occasionally look on eBay and I'm like, how much can I get a Gerber Edge 2 vinyl printer for? And it's still in the thousands. So, uh, yeah, I'm not back to doing that on my own yet. But, you know, maybe one day. When it drops down, yeah. When it gets onto the hundreds, we're in it. <laughs> you ever thought about starting your own sticker company? Yeah, so... Um, I worked there for, a, uh, when I worked at Dream Machine for a bit, my, um, my friend, one of my best friends, Lee, who got me the job, he decided to go to a uh, university down in Bournemouth, the Arts Institute, where one of our other friends had just gone as well to do, uh, I think, an illustration course. Mm. So I was up there, so I was like back here on my own doing the same job. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, I've got to, surely I need a degree to get a better job, otherwise I'm just going to be like a low tier designer all my life. I need to like sort this out. So I turned off to uni as well. I did not get on with that really at all because I'd already worked like in a professional capacity at this point. So now to go back to being like, right today, we're going to dip some twigs and ink and draw this. And then I'm like, I'm like, no way. There's no way on earth a client is going to ask for this. Like I can tell you that right now, like, you know, give yeah. me a MacBook to work on and you know, let, we need to vector some stuff and whatever. And so I kind of fell out with that, moved home, ended up in the exact same job, <laughs> doing the exact same thing. Um, and when I got made redundant from there, oh. I did think like, maybe, maybe I could just start making stickers. Like maybe that could be a thing, but like, I don't know, the initial investment's quite hefty. Because not only do you have the machinery, like the, uh, the printer and the plotter to uh, print the vinyl and cut it, like you need the, all the colors are cartridges and each cartridge is like 50 pounds or something. And at work we used to have like maybe 20, 25 cartridges. So you're just looking at thousands and thousands for the, all the equipment and stuff. And then you start like base one with no clients, no customers or nothing. And I'm like, I haven't got that kind of money. So yeah, I mean, I'd like to, it, yeah, I think I could do it. Like I can, one second. <laughs> cat. <laughs> people watching, uh, people listening, there's a, there's a cat in the, uh, oh, <laughs> cat on Chris's end. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, I'd love to do it. I think I could, and I found re like a real sense of enjoyment in it. But um, yeah, for now, like I'm quite enjoying doing stuff that like I'm not good at to try and get better. If that makes sense. Hence uh, the move to a marketing company uh, about a year ago. Just trying to get back at trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. Really, like working into like uh, web stuff and looking at like analytics and things to see um, where that like golden point is between something that a designer would look at and say is good. Um, that you could look at and say it's pleasing, but also converts. So, you know, 
kind of hit that sweet spot. Um, so yeah, man, it's been interesting. It's been good. What what's happened with the illustration stuff you put out on Instagram? Are you doing any of that sort of freelance time or? Oh uh, yeah, I do a bit, man. Like um, yeah, it's quite difficult really because um, I like to when it comes to drawing, it's like um, it's like graffiti used to be to me. Like it's the one bit where no one can tell me what to do. I do exactly yeah, what I want. Yeah. It's like my own little bit that like you know. Um, but that's all I really put on social media. So like a lot of the time, people contact me and want to doing stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes it'll be you know clients who have no real serious intent for anything so it'll be like oh can you do like a portrait of my daughter for like 10 pounds and i'm just like no like <laughs> you know don't get me wrong like i'll help anybody out where i can but like i don't need the stress of like putting 12 hours into something for 10 pounds and then someone's telling me they don't like it and they want me to change something it's like yeah. that's not how that part of me works but i have done a few bits that have been pretty cool like um Generally, I just try to like draw what I like and put it out there. And if anything comes back that's wicked, then you know, then all the better. And if it doesn't, then I still get to do what I enjoy. Um, I did a Run of the Jewels illustration. Of, yeah, that's yeah, man, that was like one of my favorites that I've done in recent times. Because um, I was going to see them, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna like you know, the new album came out, which I absolutely loved. Uh, so I took all the colors off the album uh, using I, I like at that, this point, like with illustration, I'm pretty much fully on the iPad Pro as well. So I was using like the Adobe Capture app, nick the colors off the album. And then like draw them, like post it to Instagram and see if they see it or whatever. And um, like I'm killing my after that, like I kind of pitched a bit of work to him. Um, it didn't really work out, but you know that's all good. But the best thing was um, I got to meet him uh, and LP, which was wicked. Um, yeah, like there was a bit of a weird story to it actually. Like, so we were going to the Manchester gig. Yeah. Me and uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, now wife, went. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, dude. <laughs> um yeah so we went um i had these prints made after like he hit me up on twitter it was like oh i definitely like want some prints so i was like right if i print off uh one for killer mike i'll print off one for lp i'll print one off that they both sign and i take back i was like that's gonna be amazing that's the dream as long as i get to do that then i'm happy so we get there the tour bus is outside and stuff and i'm like well i don't even like do i have to carry these around the show like what do i do with them so we decided to just like check them into the cloakroom I then got far too drunk during the game. Oh, no. I had an incredible time, man. It was amazing. Like, you know, one of the best shows, one of the best rap shows I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah amazing. Weird face. Like, I took a hip flask with, like, a ton of whiskey in it. And I had, like, one pint of, like, Coke. And I just kept filling it up. And before I knew what was going on, like, we were leaving. And I was like, okay. So Charlotte was like, right, I'm going to go get the prints. You wait outside. I was like, okay, cool. She was like, we'll find them. I was like, yeah, no worries. Uh, my, my wife has a history of managing to somehow bump into famous people as well, which is quite <laughs> bizarre. So I was like, I'm in safe hands here. She will hook this up. So I get outside and the cold air hits me. And I'm like, oh no, this is all going wrong. Like I've, I've messed this up in time. I'm far too pissed for this. Charlotte has obviously left from a different exit and she's texting me like, where are you? I'm texting her ridiculous things like, I'm here. And she's like, this is like what? So she's got the prince and she sees Killer Mike, his wife, Shay, and the bodyguard like walking down the street. So she runs up on them. The bodyguard guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Killer Mike's like, no, no, it's cool. And she's like, oh, like, you know, my boyfriend did these. Like, um, you really want to try and give them to you and stuff. And he was like, oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Whatever. Now, by the time Charlotte gets back to me, she's like, oh, where were you? I've sobered up a bit. And I'm like, <laughs> where is he? Like, I just need to find him just for a high five, anything. Right, like hitting him up on like uh, Instagram, like, oh, dude, I think my uh, my girlfriend's just found you, gave you some prints. Like, if you're about, let me know. 
I thought, you know what, he's probably not going to message me back. Like, he's, he's got like 500,000 followers or something ridiculous. So like, he probably gets bombarded with messages. Like, the fact he even has his DMs open is insane. Um, so, oh, he's taxi to go home. And then he messaged me back and was like, yo, can you get to London tomorrow? Uh, um, maybe. He was like, if you and your missus can get to London tomorrow, you've got VIP tickets at the like, gate, come down, uh, we'll meet up and whatever. I was like, oh, amazing. Wow. This is going to be awesome. And then, um, so I'm, I'm in the taxi going uh, back to the place we were staying in Manchester, like super hyped now. And I was like, so like, you, did, you, did you say he's like the other print for, for like, me to take to London tomorrow? And he'll get the sign. And Charlotte was like, what? There was three. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, yo, oh, fucking hell, you've got to be kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? We'll get to see him tomorrow. It's all good. I'll get it back. And then, like, wake up really hungover the next day, have to drive from Manchester to Nottingham, got, like, two hours sleep, <laughs> like, uh, you know, quick power nap, then drive from Nottingham to London. And we're on our way to London at this point, and I, like, tweeting, uh, I tagged in their tour DJ, uh, DJ Trackstar, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, missed out on meeting all three of you guys, but coming to see you guys tonight, it's going to be an amazing show, whatever. And then he tweeted me back and was like, oh, dude, it was so cool. Like, usually people only give... Michael L, like two things for those two, but you gave us like three, so I get something too. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, oh man, I can't answer this right now. Like, I'm just going to show up here and act like the biggest dick. I can't take a print of this guy. And also, like, yeah, like I'd want him to have one. Like, he's like he's an incredible DJ. Like, you know. So I was like, oh god, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to work this now. Uh, so, luckily, in the boot of the car, I had like a vinyl record, um, which I took with me. So I was like, they can sign this and that'll be cool. Like, as long as I get something signed. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, went down, caught the show. Like, I, I have a raging hangover at this point and I get like pretty bad anxiety when I'm hungover anyway. So I'm in the VIP like area, like shaking like a leaf, like, oh God. Trying to like drink out of my hangover, but that's not working. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was wild. I just kind of just stood there like, this, why have I done this to myself? <laughs> yeah. but it was amazing, man. The show was great. Um, went backstage afterwards uh, met them like say so they signed my record and stuff um told mike about the print situation there's like a bit of a joke and he was like no 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 he was like sent someone back to the tour bus to get his print he was like me and now we'll sign that now you can have that uh, get my address off my manager and post me a new one out and i was like wow. Wow, yeah like amazing and um so yeah we did that uh went to like the after party where all these label people were um yeah man it was amazing and see that that is the great thing about social media is that like I'm just a fan of these dudes. Like you know, I don't have uh, any expectation for them to do anything other than say like, oh, like nice drawing. But like you know, you put something out there and something cool can happen. And like you know, I would take uh, I would take that over having to draw. Like as my full time professional gig, like I really enjoy design. I really do. But drawing is kind of like what I've been doing as a little kid. So it's nice to hold it back. And when sometimes like a cool project comes along or a cool experience like that happens just because you drew something like that's pretty badass. What a fucking story that is. That's incredible. It was bonkers, man. It really was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I think like Cypress Hill's Instagram account, who is probably not run by Cypress Hill, but like they commented on the repost of it and was like, Oh, this is dope. And I was just like, Oh my God. I mean, I haven't done any work at all for Cypress Hill or on the jewels or anything, but like just uh, just to get a little nod off somebody like means the world to me. That's payment enough. Like if I do something and somebody smiles, like that's that's dope to me. Like you know, 
I'm trying to make like basically the visual equivalent of um, when you listen to a song and the hairs stand up on the back of your like neck and your arm, you're like, oh, god damn, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. Trying to make the visual version of that, whether it's like designing logos or or drawing. So like I might not do much client side stuff for illustration wise, but like occasionally like something cool will happen. Someone will repost it or someone will just drop me a message and tell me that they like it and that's that's fine by me man you know like i'd rather i'd rather that than just like not do it so yeah that's yeah. awesome though that's really cool i love your relaxity your relaxed sort of you feel to it like you're not worried about making money off it and it's still a hobby it's still something you enjoy because so yeah. many people do it like they try and put money into push it and try and make money with it and they end up not enjoying it um and it sort of becomes something that they don't enjoy doing and and then eventually they just don't do it so. Yeah, man. Like, I, that's that's the problem. Like, I don't. When it comes to like illustration, I don't really like to give up control very much. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just my little slice of something, and like uh, drawing is just like I feel like it's just really good, like mental health wise or whatever. You have a crap day, mm. just zone out, and like after the first like fifteen twenty minutes, like there could be World War Three going off around me. I am completely oblivious. Like, uh, you know, you look up at the clock and you're like, holy shit, man! I just sat here for seven hours. It's two <laughs> in the morning. I need to be up in five hours for work. Like, this isn't good. Yeah. You know, but that's, like, that's the beauty of it. That's like the bit, like, you know, kind of like a little kid again, in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The um, the illustrations, so you do them all on the iPad? Sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much. I used to um, used to use uh, Wacom uh, Bamboo when I first started, like, doing digital stuff. I didn't really, like, um, understand much about getting, like, my pencil drawing type stuff into digital form where it like ever looked any good i didn't try to scan stuff in and things but it never really like worked it always just seemed flat mm. so i got a whack on bamboo and like started messing around with that and then got an intuist which i used loads um and then when the ipad came out the other pro first came out and then you know apple were banging this big drum about oh it's for professional users it's going to replace your laptop or whatever and i was like it's not i'm telling you right now it's definitely not um, and I was thinking during the whole keynote, as like at any point now, they're going to say you can plug it into a Mac and use it like a Cintiq. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is like surely what this is meant to do. Like surely you want to be drawing on screen. Like that's what you need to do. Like, you know, they announced these um, Adobe apps and stuff. And I was like, I oh, forget that. I want to draw straight into Illustrator. Like I don't want to mess about these other apps or anything. So I kind of like let it fall by the wayside for about a year, maybe. And then, um, then I saw uh, a lot of people talking about AstroPad uh, app you can get, which pretty much does turn your uh, iPad Pro into like a Cintiq. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And you don't have to be plugged in. You can like walk around the house. As long as you're on the same Wi-Fi, you can like draw direct screen. And it's, it's basically mirroring your Mac screen onto your uh, iPad. So I was like, all right, now this is what I want. Definitely all in. So yeah, um, decided like, sod it. I'll just get one. And um, weirdly, it's actually the Adobe apps that I use all the time. And I don't tend to use AstroPad that much anymore because I just find it to be a bit cumbersome with Photoshop's mm. The way that Photoshop is or the way that Illustrator is, I'd rather start something in the native Adobe apps and then chuck it to my MacBook and then go in with a mouse and tidy things up or whatever. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, like, legit everything, unless it's, unless it's a photo of a sketchbook or a bit of paper, everything there has been created on an iPad Pro. And if it's Vector, then it's all been created in uh, the Adobe Draw app and then just like sent to a desktop and, and cropped. It's pretty much it. So for example, the Run Jewel stuff, which one was that on? That was on iPad, was it? Yeah, that was on uh, iPad Pro. In the it's Adobe crazy. App. 
Yeah. The only thing I didn't do in that was the background is a gradient and you can't do gradients in a dope draw. So like I did like the two figures with the colour schemes and then just put a gradient behind it and that was it like done. That's crazy. That's that's like to have that amount of drawing skill, like you, you must be able to you draw that on paper as well. Um usually like process wise, um it kinda depends what I'm doing. Um and how much time I've got. Like usually I like to draw on paper if I can. Um, can you draw that much detail, like could you draw it that, that lifelike on paper as well? Um, yeah, to a degree, I'm probably quite rusty. I don't tend to draw, I don't tend to finish stuff on paper very much anymore. Like mm. now these days, like the stuff I do on paper is like so unbelievably rough. Like it's just almost blocks of where colors are going to be. And then like details and stuff get worked out whilst I'm messing around on an iPad. But, um, yeah, I used to be into trying to draw like lifelike things and stuff, but, but yeah, like technology, man, <laughs> you just kind of get caught up in the, uh, and like being a big vector head as well, like, you yeah. know, like it's got no, got no scalability to it when it comes to like pencil drawing and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit out of practice, but yeah, I could probably, I could probably drop back in on it, I think. Or at least I hope I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. So what, what's sort of your favourite stuff to do? What's your favourite stuff to draw then? Or, or is it when you're, when you're away from the computer at work, what's your favourite yeah. stuff to do? Is it drawing or is it, is it what, what do you, apart from football or? Ooh, I would say favorite thing to do outside of work. I watch quite a lot of TV at the minute, man. Like I'm watching The Sopranos again through from front to back, and like, oh my god, it's got to be one of the best TV shows of all time. And if anyone disagrees with me, then I'm like, sorry, they're just wrong. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to play quite a bit of football, a bit of Sunday league, which I've not played for like about a year, so I'm like horrendously out of shape. Um, Obviously, as you notice, wearing the Man United shirt, so I'm like a real football fan now after yeah. years. Three, four, five, six years, however many years. It feels like forever. Um, so, yeah, like quite into sport. Like quite like basketball as well, man. Like I've got a bit of like the man flu. And so like to G me up to like today, I've just been watching like snippets of a documentary about Michael Jordan. And like there's that <laughs> flu game he played in like 97 when he was like horrendously ill, didn't sleep all night and he's playing in the NBA finals. And then just showed up and like just completely whooped the Utah Jazz at Utah. Like, you know, he was that good that he's got flu and he's still just completely ruined everybody. That is podcast. Um, got flu and you're yeah. smashing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm on I'm on like I've got I'm hanging out with Mark later, man. I've got to get in the zone. Like watching like <laughs> dunking on people. I'm like, oh god, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> and then um then I sat here like trying to accept the meeting invite and like I've not accepted permissions for zoom and i'm like no i'm losing it i'm losing it <laughs> <laughs> the energy's fading you can feel it fading away yeah this is it man this is it clutching at it is it's going like, no um but yeah like uh, stay inspired design wise i think you can overdose a bit on design you know like um i've gone through periods of my life where um kind of touched on it earlier like not having a degree like it kind of made me have this chip on my shoulder where i had like everything i did had to be amazing like because there's a lot of people out there who have degrees who are just as good and if not better than i am at what i do and you know if that cv lands at your door this guy's got a degree this guy hasn't right that's it go speak to the guy with a degree and, you know obviously older and wiser it doesn't necessarily work like that now and pretty much like your work and your experience speaks for everything yeah but um you know for years i developed like almost an obsession about it like you know really like drilling myself like go work my nine to five come home work till two in the morning you're not even anything for clients if i had no work to do for clients then i would just sit and draw I'd be like i need to post something on the internet then or you know and just be like on it constantly and whilst like a lot of designers say that you know there's always someone out there working harder than you um you need to be on it all the time you need to just put shift in you need to let 
what you love kill you like does that if it does actually kill you you can't do it anymore man you need to like take a bit of time every now and again just die yeah so i feel for me some people are good at working like that but for me like i've got to have a couple of interests outside of that so yeah man like watching football sport that type of thing i think that's it though isn't it it's self-awareness you gotta you gotta figure out what what's good for you and if you can work 20 hour days or like be ridiculously crazy like that yeah yeah, man, I think, like, I've used all my no-sleep tokens as well. I'm a firm believer that you get, like, an X, X amount of no-sleep tokens in your life, and I cash them all way too early in my lifetime. <laughs> like, I need sleep now. I can't stay up until, like, 2 all through the week, getting up at 7. Like, I just can't do it. Wait, so talk me through this idea. What's, what's a no-sleep token, and, and how do they work? <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously, as um, I've touched on, like, my education history, I just leave stuff until, like, the last minute. And, like, I'll pull an all-nighter. I can do that. Like, you know, whatever. Or like, um, even when I was working, used to go out, drinking or whatever, Thursday night, like, get in at 3am, gotta be at work at half seven. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was a lot younger when I did that, and I didn't really get as hungover as I do now, but the amount of times that I've just completely ignored, like, my body's requirements for, like, the right foods, drinking water, and sleep especially. And I feel like, I, you know, maybe it's a age thing, you can do it better when you're younger. Um, but yeah, I've cashed all of that. Like, I can't do this that type of stuff very much anymore. Every now and again, you know, put an all nighter, like, sure. Like, have a couple of nights where I stay up too late, sure. But like, I used to do it week in, week out. Like, you know, seven days a week, stay up to. I didn't go to bed till like one thirty, two in the morning. Yeah. No matter what day of work, it, uh, what day of week it was, or what time I had to be at work, was inconsequential to me. Now, like, dude, it's not happening. If I go to bed past midnight, oh my god, the next day. <laughs> horrendous like yeah you just find yourself like again coming back to social media i'll be sat there like at work i got my phone in my hand like wait a minute how long have i been doing this <laughs> yeah, like, phone down. i need to concentrate you know so like yeah um all my new, no sleep tokens are pretty much cashed like every now and again you get that get out of jail free card and it's somehow you pull it off at <laughs> uh, the minute man i suffer for it so i try i try to be trying to be more kind to myself Absolutely, yeah. Uh, with the new year coming up, what's what sort of what are you doing in the next year? Have you got any big plans for twenty nineteen? Well, this podcast will be out early January, so what plans have you got for this year? Account, then I'm going to put. Uh, yeah, I've been like I took my website down like ages ago because I never put any effort into it and whatever. So like next year, I want to strike a bit of a better balance uh, with my nine to five job um, and my commute, and uh, I want to get back into freelancing a bit more, do some more cool projects. Um, quite blessed that I'm in a position where I don't have to rely solely on freelance so mm. I'm kind of pick and choose um, so yeah new website in January uh, once sort out um, and yeah just be a bit more consistent with putting work out and not not, um, not becoming a slave to my Instagram at all like you know like just being like just enjoying it more doing more and enjoying it more is basically my uh, my whole thing for 2019 nice I like that uh, how come well, my question to you is like how how come you're not doing anything for Christmas at the moment with your name being Father Blissmas? How come how come there's no campaign going on? How come there's nothing? Like, yeah, I like usually uh, I try and do like an illustration or something. Just like if it's Halloween, then I've got to post like a horror movie thing or like whatever. I've not thought of anything for Christmas yet, actually. Um, Even just a picture of you as Santa, Father Blissmas, like you, you, yeah. <laughs> something yeah, linked. Good friends, do. actually, like one of my good friends, who, the first guy of our friendship group to move to Bournemouth, he gave me that nickname. Uh, his name is Martin Butler. Incredible illustrator, by the way. Um, yeah, the guy's insane. He lives in Brighton now, does a lot of uh, music-related work. He's awesome. I'll, I'll send you a link to his stuff, man. He's yeah. a great, great, great illustrator. 
but yeah, he's also an incredible pun maker as well. So, you know, at some point in the past, I can't remember where it was, he called me Father Blissmas and then it just stuck. So, yeah. like it. It's a good name. like it. Yeah, man, yeah. Like, it's one of those, you know, when you grow up and you're ginger, you've got glasses, the rhyming name. You kind of don't like your name very much. But, like, then you get older and it's like, well, everyone remembers it. And then you get a good nickname as well. So you're like, oh, yeah, I can vibe with this. Like, we're all t- it's turning out okay. <laughs> when you get a good nickname, that's the best bit. That's a- <laughs> you don't want yeah, to get yeah. sort of a bad nickname. Yeah, man, the key to that, don't ever try and pick your own nickname because that's just not going to work. Like, you're going to get a horrendous nickname just for trying that. Like, you know, it's impossible. <laughs> Luckily, I've dodged that one. I don't think I've got a nickname, really. Yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your best purchase under £100? Pounds? Ooh. Ooh. Best purchase under £100? Pounds. Sign-related or anything? No, anything. You can, do, anything. you can do a design-related one or, or you can do a anything one or you can do both or whatever you want. I would say design related is a bit of a cop out, but design related, I would say the Apple Pencil to go with the iPad Pro. I think it's like eighty pounds or something when I bought that, which is horrendously expensive. But one of the best stylists is that I've used like Wacom. Yeah, one, yeah. Ah, nice. Little things is. Yeah, I got the old one. Ah, the old one. Yeah, mine's the old one, man. Like, yeah. Really want the new- now they've actually like they've made the iPad Pro, which is probably like. You've actually made it good, yeah. Could have been at the first time when it like clips on and stuff. I saw the keynote and I was like, "You bastards! I can't afford one of these." <laughs> Why would you do that to me? Like, uh, yeah. So design-related purchase, yeah. The uh, the Apple Pencil, non-design-related purchase. That's quite hard. Under a hundred. Oof. Um, under a hundred pounds. Best purchase. Oh man, I'm gonna struggle. Hold on. Let me see if there's is there anything on there that I can just like. Definitely not the Man United shirt. Let's just say that. Well, yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> I have a couple, so it'd be a bit biased of me to like pick one. Um, under a hundred pounds. Shit, shit. I tell you what, it'd probably be. It'd probably be. Oh, it's kind of design related again. Actually, no, it's not design related. Um, I do. It's not in the office right now, but I do have like a compendium type book of like uh, Calvin Hobbes, uh, comic strip. So, well, this is the entire like anthology book or whatever the leather bound thing. It might have been over a hundred pounds. But it's close to £100, and it is that, yeah, man, greatest cartoonist who have ever lived. The guy is an absolute, Bill Watson is an absolute genius. Um, mm. If you're familiar with his work, I'm sure you, surely you must have seen some of his stuff. Maybe, I'm actually not, I actually don't know. You probably recognise the character or something, because I guess that kind of spoofed off quite a bit. But like, mm. yeah, man, if you take anything away from my rambling today, definitely check out some Calvin Hobbes. Like one of the greatest comic strips of all time. So, Calvin Hobbes or Calvin Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, right, yeah. got it. Basically about a little boy who, I can't remember how old he is, but he's like six or seven or something, and he's got a stuffed to- toy tiger called Hobbes. And when anyone's around, the stuffed toy tiger is just a stuffed toy tiger. When anyone is not around, he's alive. So, right. And it, like, it crosses all kinds of things, man. It's like, it seems, like, as a kid, I didn't really understand like, the depth of it, but it's like, yeah, it touches on a lot of like, big topics at the same time as being really like, good enough that a kid could read. So yeah, it's, it's really good. And the guy's that's an insane illustrator. He's so good. Yeah. That's the same with The Simpsons, isn't it? You notice that like, when you're older and you watch it, you're like, oh, wait, they're making loads of funny, weird, rude jokes. Like, what's yeah, going on? I love that, man. Like, especially like, some of the old movies, like Ghostbusters, like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. It's just like absolutely killing it. He was my favourite character as a kid. You know, mm. I, as, a, as a little kid, I had like a plastic proton pack thing that my mum got me <laughs> and my grandma used to go to like the banks draw money out. They used to let me go behind the counter in the bank to pretend to ghost, like bust ghosts and shit. Oh, right. Oh, dude, it was crazy. That's and amazing. Then, um, you grow up and watch it, and you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, this guy's foul mouth. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> All these jokes that went over your head as a kid. Um, 
but you can watch it again as an adult and it's like you like different things about it so yeah that's, that's a good film isn't it like when you when you or a good piece of creative when you and you can look at it at different ages it's still good and and you appreciate it in different ways yeah for sure man yeah i've got a lot of time for anyone who's able to create any kind of work like that whether it's music film or anything visual like mm -hmm. that man that to me is the dream if someone's gonna look at something you've done in like 10 years 20 years 30 years not only do they still like it but they're like fuck i missed this bit or like still feel something yeah yeah it's, it's still giving you things like after all that time yeah i mean um What's your best, best bit of advice to young illustrators? Best bit of advice to young illustrators? Um, ignore everything that everybody else does. Like, yeah, like fucking trends and shit. Like nobody, like, sod all of that. Like just carve your own thing out. And like, if no one's giving you attention on social media, if you're not getting clients or anything, then like go work a part-time job somewhere. Just like, just keep drawing. Like don't ever think at any point that you're not good enough to keep going and you'll never make it because... 100% of people who never made it gave up. So, mm. you know, or no, 100% of people who gave up and never made it is what I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, this, this, this cold's killing me. I'm so sorry. Um, so, yeah, like, definitely that. Because, you know, many points I thought to myself, like, you know, no one's going to employ me to, like, draw shit. Like, I like drawing, like, weird, like, cropped, like, images of, like, a chicken in a bikini behind a car. in <laughs> <seen> that. <laughs> Like no one even wants to buy this. Like no one's gonna pay me for this. But like I just kept doing it because I like doing it. And maybe maybe you'll post something on the internet one day, and two of your favorite rappers will give you free VIP tickets. You know, or like maybe maybe like Nike will just notice you, and you'll get to do like a T-shirt for Nike, and then that will mean you get to do this other thing and whatever. So you never know. In this day and age, with like social media and stuff, like you can go from like absolutely nowhere. To absolutely anywhere in the, in like two weeks flat off of one bit of work so so yeah man I'd never give up if you love what you're doing then make sure you stay in love with it and keep doing it I think it always comes back to that picture when you, do you know the picture where it's got the gold the diamonds um, and there's two people it's the top and the bottom and then one of the, the first one on the top he sort of he's got his axe over the top of his shoulder and he's walking away from the diamonds but he's really really close to it and then there's another guy who's just furiously going at it like underneath and, he, and he's and he's, he's further away but he's furiously going at it like he's, he's got that momentum he's keep, he's going to keep going and he's yeah gonna that's it man that's it you've just got to, yeah keep going keep going and like and remember like no matter where you are with your life you're probably doing a lot better than than you're giving yourself credit for like there's a roof over your head you're eating three meals a day you've got a job you have a mac that you can design on like you have something that you're passionate about that you enjoy doing like you're making money through it you might have to like do really horrible horrendous jobs like design greeting cards that you hate or or whatever you know and like you know designer illustration can't be fun 100% rockstar shit all of the time it's just impossible like or so or, or you go and work with change for his night shift and then pick your own pick the jobs you want to do yeah. this is it man see look at some point in the future someone else is going to be getting you on their podcast and you're going to be like, man, like, I'll tell you what advice I have. Go do some fucking night shifts. Go do this, <laughs> and this and this and still carry on designing. And now look at me. Like, you know, like, Maybe. you're crushing it, mate. You are absolutely crushing it. I'm, I'm talking to you on your podcast right now. How, how old are you, by the way? 20. See, you're 20. You're 12 years younger than me. And you've got a podcast. You've had Paula Shear. You've had Aaron Draplin. Like, the list goes on, man. And I'm like, I'm stoked to be on this podcast. Like, you're crushing it. You might not be giving yourself enough credit for how much you're crushing it, though. So, you know, every now and again, take a little break and look around and be like, 
yeah i mean you know what you know you've obviously got ambitions you've obviously you obviously want to work hard and whatever but you take a little second to look around and be like yeah i'm fucking killing this you know, you know the best moments when i when i do that the best moments are, are probably when i'm drinking monster or having a lot of caffeine i get this like little caffeine highs like, <laughs> yeah, life, life is good life is good at that <laughs> and yeah. they're the yeah. most beautiful moments but um yeah they're, they're, they're the nice parts that i just yeah i really like them um, yeah definitely definitely i mean like obviously you know some people out there probably take it a little bit too much to heart and maybe have a bit of an ego or whatever maybe it's a yeah. fine line to walk but you know every now and again you deserve a pat on the back you're doing well you know like it's important to remember that when you see everyone else's instagrams and they're popping and they got like ten thousand likes fifty thousand followers or whatever like yeah. that might not be like for any client at all for all you know you know like they might they might be in the exact same spot as you. They might be in a worse spot than you. They don't even have a part-time job. They're like just doing this work for fun and getting absolutely no leads or whatever. You just don't know. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's situation is different. Um, this, is it, dude. this is it. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself. It's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, by all means work hard, but like, yo, you like, like bully yourself almost mentally. And it's like, yeah. it's not good for you. I appreciate the kind words. Um, last question I've got for you. How do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? Yeah. Oh, um, that's a quite a tough question. I don't really know. Like, yeah, like a uh, nice guy that made some people laugh and drew some cool things. I think that'll do. Like, I, quite finite, isn't it? Like, like human life and all that. Not to get deep, but like, you'd like to think that my work will outlast me. At some point, I will like do something which spurs into a load of big jobs or some other kind of avenues where like I'll be able to call that like my legacy maybe i'll maybe like one day i'll have a book maybe maybe i'll make a logo that like for a company that gets big or something i don't know really? so yeah like yeah as long as as long as people don't think i'm a dick and i get to do some cool work i'm quite happy with that <laughs> i think you nailed it so that's, that's awesome yeah thanks very much for being on the podcast where can people uh, thank you man thank you very much where can people find you and say hello to you on social media and and not not uh worry about their social media not worry about that your social media but they want to yeah, follow man, you. Wherever, like don't even have to follow me like stalk it like <laughs> drop a random comment whatever whatever my name on instagram is father blismus or one word f-a-t-h-e-r-b-l-i-s-s-m-a-s and on twitter i'm just blismus b-l-i-s-s-m-a-s um and yeah that's about it man like send me some hate mail or something like it's all good all right nice one thank you very much thanks for having me dude thank you very much for listening to this episode of the creative waffle podcast uh, i really hope you enjoyed it and uh, appreciate you listening along also if you want to support the show a bit further you can buy a creative waffle pin badge at the blue deer store that is linked uh, down in the description below also as i mentioned at the start you can go to design cuts and, and buy some graphic design resources through our affiliate link but i think the main way at the moment is just to share on social media and leave a review on itunes and yeah have a great day thanks very much see you in the next episode every monday and friday don't forget Cheers.